Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Red Men TV. I'm Steve Hall. This is Josh Williams, and this is episode four of our series looking at the ideal Liverpool summer transfer targets in episode one. We looked at the number eight. In episode two, we looked at the number sixes. In episode three, we looked at the left backs. And in this final episode, episode four, Josh, we're going to be looking at the right centre half position. Ibu Kanate has been brilliant. I think it's fair to say for the most part. A couple of hiccups aside. Behind him, there's definitely been question marks about Joel Matip. There's definitely been question marks about Joe Gomez as well. So what we're going to do, we're going to look at the role, what it demands, the things that Jürgen Klopp is asking from the player who plays in there. And then maybe putting, well, I say maybe, definitely some names who Liverpool could perhaps look to sign in this window if they were indeed looking to make a sign in there. So, yeah, ever since they moved to what is effectively the 3-2-5, as you call it, Trent Alexander-Arnold has moved out of right back when Liverpool got the ball. He goes over there and it's been Ibu Kanate for the most part who's been asked to cover all this ground over here, make himself an option for the ball if he needs to get it, but more importantly, being able to defend if Liverpool lose the ball and there's a lot of open space to get involved in. So... Talk to you about what Ibu's done. Is he impressed you? And, and if so, why before we move on? He has massively impressed me, yeah, because I think the, the responsibility on his shoulders is just huge, mate. Like, he's getting asked to do so much. Yeah, You to... mentioned on the last show, actually, you said of all the roles. Trent's role's significantly different. Robertson's is significantly different. Canate, I think you can put in the same boat as well. He's gone from yeah. effectively being next to Virgil van Dijk with, with Trent Alexander-Arnold over here. Now he's on an island all the way. Look at all this stuff. And how many times, and for those who are listening... I'm moving Ibu Kanata out to the right. Basically, remember where he smashed Granit Xhaka? He's kind of there now. He's, he has, there's a reason why he had to smash Granit Xhaka. Because yeah. he's look at all this. This is all Ibu Kanata's area. I mean, they probably do need someone else because that's a long, that, that's a long, you know, 40 times doing that a season, you're going to be absolutely done in. Yeah, he's two players in one, essentially. Isn't yeah. he's, like a, he's like a centre-half and a full-back on his own at the minute. Uh, I said actually to Chris recently that um, if you put Matip in that role, mate, half an hour in, he's done his hamstring. Yeah. I think compared to Canate, he was just like such a physical specimen in terms of being so big size wise, but really mobile and fast and all that. So he he can do it to a high level and that. But my worry would be if he comes out the team, what does that look like? Because if we just keep everything the same and expect Matip or even Gomez to do that, who's quicker, it's still it's so demanding that I can make a really good centre half look like he's all over the place. Yeah, and I, I said there's the the strength of the system, there's been tons of them. The weakness, I say weakness, but the squad is there's no one really who can do Trent's stuff. Maybe Bacetic, if you asked him to Henderson, maybe. It was the Canate one. I was like, if you haven't got Canate, even against Southampton last game of the season, I thought that was a perfect opportunity for Gomez, and he didn't. Gomez played centre back, and it was it was Matip who was asked kind of to do a little bit of it as well. You are right in saying like it does the the, the 
the strength of the system is what the system is, of course. But like, you do look like if he gets injured in it or he gets injured in the past, you've always had someone you think, yeah, well, if needs be, you'll make. You know, there was only ever one Trent Alexander Arnold. But if Trent missed a month, you were like, yeah, Joe Gomez or Milner are going to play right back. And while it won't be ideal, you can still kind of fudge around it. It would be really uncomfortable for Liverpool if they did lose Ibu Kanata, I think, at this moment, you know, going into next season. If, if he was asked to do that role, I wouldn't be, be particularly thrilled if it to Joe Matter. Go and do that twice a week for six weeks, you'd be like, yikes. Yeah, well, the worry is as well, if you, if you look at the other players, the other key cogs in the system, you think it's Trent, to be fair, Zuma's injury record is flawless. Robertson, always available. Um, Salah, for example, getting lots of space on this flank, he's always available. Kanata is the one kind of key cog in the team who, so far at least, hasn't been consistently available. In the no, and and that, that was that was brought up when we signed him from yeah. Leipzig as well. It was like, listen, his, his injury record isn't, isn't flawless. And you are right, he has missed you know, he missed the start last season. It's been unlucky, he got injured in a friendly again. But you're right, he has had probably two, one, one or two too many injuries where you're like, ah, yeah. That, and especially if you're, if, you're, and if you're increasing the workload on him and his demand on him, yeah. it, it makes sense that he, he potentially has an injury risk. So not only do you have to cater for the fact that he might get injured. You want to prevent that by having someone else who can dip in and out the side of them as well. I guess which is why we're probably having this conversation. Yeah. Well, if you look, if you look at the the players that I've that I've named for this role, and when we will get to it, like, but I think I actually think on the ball, you can potentially upgrade on them almost in yeah, terms yeah. of what we expect from that player when that player is in possession. Because I think Klopp touched on it recently. I think he can use the ball better yeah. when he's the spare man. Sometimes he forces it, sometimes he, you know, I think he can use the ball better, essentially. So I think in that sense, we can potentially even upgrade on him. But finding another player who could do what he's been doing on the defensive side of the game is hard, mate, to the extent where <laughs> none of them really, <laughs> honestly, none of them. We'll, we'll find that out in a minute. It's ideal because it's funny because ideally you'd want Ibu Kanate in this area and then the second he got to there, you'd go, right, transform into Joel Matip. <laughs> yeah. I, I know when he's near the halfway line because Matip's got the ability to fire those passes but he also carries the ball mm. and I don't know, again, like you're looking for a unicorn here almost. You know, they, exactly, they, yeah. they might not exist and you might just have to go with, that. you know, Kanate might be the best you're going to get for it and you've got to kind of make compromises. So yeah, on that then, we, we were speaking about the the specifics of what you would like the characteristics of this player to have. Um, just talk us through some, some of those, mate, for us. Yeah, well, it is very standard Liverpool centre-back criteria, but just with some elements placed on table almost. <laughs> um, so, again, I've said it every week, the age thing is obviously coming into it. So, we 25 and under, ideally. ideally yeah. um, with this role, you want someone who's right-footed, ideally. Yeah. Um, you want the player to be really good on the ball, composed when they're, when they're the free man and there's an emphasis on them to maybe carry the ball forward like Matip does play the odd little line break and pass because you've got all this space and if the midfield's clogged you can't use all this space here up until Mo Salah on there on the right side of the pitch occupying the, the opposition defensive line uh, of, um, of those I won't stop on that one is that where maybe like you say might, the, such a player might not exist but if you were looking if you said like you know if this was FIFA and you just more like 100 points and you could improve an attribute of Canate by boosting them up a little bit or whatever champ manager yeah. is that what you'd want you go you know what mate if you were just that little bit better on the ball because I agree when it, I think there were certain times when we saw this formation where teams were happy to let him have the ball or vice versa when he got the ball he was the press he was, that was the trigger if Canate gets it, we go. Or vice versa. If Canate gets it, we don't go. We just we just cut off all his options. Because mm. there was, I, was, I remember the um, there was a home game, and I, 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 I can't, and I remember I was saying, 
there's a there's a genuine um I might, in fact I might be Bournemouth where I can't exactly remember. There's a there's a genuine argument to be made that you bring Joel Matip on yeah. for Canate. Because if they're gonna be parking a bus and Canate's got the ball all the time, I'd, I'd actually rather don't worry about the defensives when we're, we're losing now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Get get Matip on that. I, I remember having that conversation a couple of times on Liverpool where we're struggling for goals. I'm guessing that if you were being hypercritical almost of Ebu, would that be the thing that you'd look at perhaps? The, yeah. the, what he does on the ball in these areas? Yeah, that's what it is really. It's, it's the hypercritical stuff, isn't it? It's, we don't want to be too harsh on him because I think in reality he is good on the ball. I've got no major concerns with his ability and possession. I don't think he's like, you know, a Wan-Bissaka who's, who's quite clearly a fish out of water playing for a dominant side. Yeah. I think he's decent on the ball. It's just he's not as good as Matip. Yeah. And if he's the spare man, sometimes you can force it. His decision isn't always the best. Um and when you're forming such a mad, <laughs> unconventional shape, you need to keep the ball. Otherwise, yeah. you're getting done on the break like that. I was like, again, for those who are listening, I've just put Ibu Kanata effectively right wing here on the, on the halfway line. So Trent's inside of him. And, and he's got, so all he's got behind, really, is got Van Dijk and maybe Andy Robbo as a two. If he loses the ball there by playing a sloppy ball, Liverpool are in a world of hurt. Because yeah. no, we saw a little bit of this. It was, it was actually Jordan Henderson who did it last game of the season against Southampton. Is that Henderson gave the ball away and, and Trent was in the middle. And Liverpool weren't set yet. And, and then the lad just runs straight through, scores a goal as easy as you like. Yeah. Again, that's that's the every system's got pros and cons. That's the one with the, with, with this role here. If if you're loose on the ball, you, it it you can be punished because yeah. you the, the your protection you you've got no protection behind you. Yeah, even forcing it though, I think he's forced it. That that that's been my issue at times. He's he, he's almost looked uncomfortable that he's the free man, and he's had such time on the ball. Just give it a chance. And he's just he's just, <laughs> he's just pushed it forward. Like, and I think if you think of Ben White, he's um he's been a lot more just cool and calm yeah. and patient almost when he's been the free man on the ball and stuff. So. That is possibly an upgradable quality, yeah. yeah. Um, and I think defensively, it's it's the standard stuff, really. It's just you want someone who's physical, tall, dominant in the air. Canate is obviously that. Um, you want them to be comfortable when dragged out wide. Yes, in defensive that. situations, he's comfortable doing that as well. Um, and you want them to be fast, mobile, comfortable with the high defensive line. And ideally, this is more of the unicorn stuff, comfortable defending massive spaces 1v1 and he is most he is all that I think defensively he's pretty much all of that he's perfect yeah yeah he is perfect so Matip and Gomez I think don't meet there's loads of those criteria where you'd, you'd be like yikes yeah so with that being said then if Liverpool are again whether Matip or, or Gomez a bid comes in or one of them decides to leave and we're going right we need someone else who, who, who we need someone who can play we can't we can't flog Ibu for 50 odd games next season are there a couple of names who stand out to you go right is 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 you are be on the phone to York Schmadke recommended? Yeah, there is, but I think for the most part, mate, if I'm totally honest with you, I would have reservations getting any of these. Oh, <laughs> well, I want to say any, not any. I mean, there's a few of them that are kind of a bit more of a step above, but okay. overall, it's not a great market by the looks of it at the minute. Okay. Um, Min Jae Kim is, is where we will start. He's currently at Napoli, he's just won the title with them. Yeah, he's, he's had a really good season, yeah, he's getting linked with Man United for that reason. Um, good age. I actually don't know off the top of my head where they got him from. Do you? Oh, oh, no, I can't off the top of my head. We can hear. I, I know that they've got, he's got this release clause, hasn't he? Where um, if deactivated within a certain date, he's um, he's, a, he's he's gettable. Did he did he come from Turkey? That's just off the. Oh, it it's might just, be it's Turkey just actually. Off the yeah. Top of my head, I can't quite remember. It's uh, hang on. Cool. <laughs> Fenerbahce. 
Yeah, so you were spot yeah, on there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's a, he looks like a really good player. 26 now, so he's kind of a late bloomer whenever you want, but he's six foot two, good on the ball. Um, contract for another two years only, which is quite surprising. Yeah, and I say just the, gone the, there. The, the, well, get, I think he had that release clause that has to be activated relatively soon into the window. And I think I think Napoli have been desperate to um, try and get out, try and get yeah. him tied down because you can see why. But like I say, yeah. it feels to me like if he's going to move it now, like this is the time for him. You know what I mean? I almost feel. I don't, what, what, who knows what Napoli? What's going to happen to Napoli? But you know, there's a manager on as well, isn't there? From from what we led to believe. And, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, it, they, they feel a little bit like Monaco that year when when they really hit the heights and then they got pillaged. Yeah. I mean, Napoli aren't, <laughs> Napoli aren't exactly um, you know skint. They, they're quite difficult to get players out of. But like maybe yeah. you are looking if you came out your age and going now now is the time for me. To, if you want to move now, is the is the goal because I can't imagine Napoli are playing them. A massive fee where someone else, uh, Man United, for example, might might offer him that. Yeah, well, uh, he, he's on about sixty grand a week, apparently, according to the internet. Like, but whether you believe that or not is another question. Uh, I've um, never, I've, I've got no reason not to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I think, considering his age, though, he's probably aware that, like, because he's moved to Napoli now at this age, twenty six, and that he's probably going to have to move now or if, never, if he's yeah. going to go to the top elite European side, capable of winning the Champions League every season, for example. So he's definitely on the list. Uh, Julian Timber is yeah, on the list. Yeah, yeah, he's at Ajax, but doesn't fit some criteria. I think he would definitely be an improvement on the ball. I don't think he'd do the massive sweeping up thing that Canate does. And aerially, aerially, yeah. I think he's about five tenish, something like that. So he, if you look at him, actually, he does look like a bit of a fullback. To be honest, yeah, you wouldn't think he was a centre half. Yeah. And I think if Liverpool was to play a back two. I don't. No I, I wouldn't be comfortable with him as a back two now. Um, I'd see him as more of a, a trend to be honest, playing as a right back in, in Liverpool's conventional system. So, but I think all things considered, though, because of how good he is on the ball and that, and any emergence at Ajax suggests that he's tactically intelligent and stuff. So that can make up for things in that. Um, obviously played with Virgil and, and Gakpo and stuff like that international duty. So he's probably reached that point with at, at Ajax now where. He probably can move. I actually usually comfortable doing that with you know um, if you think of the list and, and the young and players like that, they usually do let them leave when they're ready to to almost like spread the wings basically. So yeah. Timber's on the list for that for that reason. Jules Koundé is another one who is a bit more of a wild card, but I've seen the odd little word saying like Barcelona either need to raise funds or they're thinking of selling him to get someone else in or something. I can't remember what it was, but it seems to be a case of like. He's not for sale, but they would think about it if, if if a bid came in. He's played as like a right wing back, right back, centre half kind of vibe for for a while now. I think he initially came to with Sevilla, getting linked with Chelsea last summer. I think he really nearly signed him as well, because um, Tuchel viewed him as a player who could play as a back in a back three on the right, but he could also play further forward as the wing back if Reece James was was injured or whatever. Yeah. So they would be my three main candidates and then the rest below that now it feels a little bit like I'm scraping up a lot can happen in three years like a chatbot maybe your new best friend but what won't change needing health insurance United Healthcare tri-term medical plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states learn more at uh1.com 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'll live monast. I'll just get that bag full of going. Who is foodies then? I mean, I'm looking at some of these names. I've got them there. I'm like, yikes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, well, we've got Bremer to start with. The reason I've got him on my list primarily is because we've been lit with him in the past. Before he moved to Juventus, I think he was a Trino. And Liverpool were getting linked with him roughly when we lost every centre every centre back at Liverpool died. <laughs> yeah, played, yeah. Yeah, they all just died at once, mate. We needed a centre half. Yeah. So we ended up getting Ozan Car back in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> don't remind me. <laughs> but yeah, Bremer was getting linked in, Brazilian lads, good in the air. I think he's about twenty six years now, maybe. Um another one is Max Lacroix, who plays for Wolfsburg. So Schmanker should know him quite well. He is a good player to be fair to him. Um Progressive upcoming centre half, about twenty four years now. Um, Douche Coletta Carr is another one who was getting linked back when Liverpool's centre half department died. Um, he was at Marseille at the time. We actually bid for him as well, but Marseille didn't have enough time to get in a replacement. He ends up staying at Marseille and moving to Southampton, and then gets relegated. Um, but he's physical, good on the ball. Uh, used to playing as part of like a pressing unit, considering he came through at Salzburg, then he went to Southampton, Arsenal, and all that. So he's used to doing all that, but he's just not really Liverpool level potentially. Um, and then you've got Bella Kotchap as well, who's also gone down with Southampton. He's younger, probably got a bit of a higher ceiling, but again, he's quick. But whether he's got Liverpool level to his game I don't know Liverpool levels are extremely high we've just been touch, touching there on what Canate is expected to well, do whoever make. comes in has got to be better than Matip and, and, and I know Joel Matip's got his, his, his knocks and he, he, he didn't have a particularly great season even injury wise as well but there's no point selling Joel Matip to get someone in who's not as good as him I mean, there has to be a baseline level yeah. you're kind of wasting your time yeah, I know Matip isn't ideal for this but you know what I mean it's a bit you know, you're, well, you're, what are you doing otherwise there's no point is there really Whoever comes ideally, you're not going to buy no one better than even Canata, you'd think not. No. So if, they, if you're buying someone, there needs to be an improvement on Matapur Gomez, or you just keep Matapur Gomez. Well, well, I was going to ask you then, what's your stance on Gomez then? I'm not, he's not for me. No. He's not for me. Uh, <laughs> but. How, how long has that been the case, though? This, this this season in particular, the start of it. Um, yeah. But again, that was. I wasn't enthralled by him last year, if to be told. Mm. There was a time when I thought, like, I, I, I mean, I, I'm in a 
random shouty, but I'm in a WhatsApp group with my mates, and I remember at the time saying, like, he's England's best centre back. Yeah, it yeah, wasn't that I long agree, ago. Yeah. And now every time like something happens, you get you know, he gets skinned by someone I get a meme. Oh yeah, England's best centre halves. <laughs> at it again. But again, it, maybe it's just injury. It looks like just so much lack of confidence. And also yeah, yeah, yeah. my main issue with Joe Gomez is that he's a backup, but backups need to be able to play. And he feels like he needs like four or five games before he's ready. Well, he's never gonna get that. You're you're like you, you want your, your rotational options. You just need to be able to be dropped in and play. And like James Milner got so much stick at times but like one thing you say is when he was in he just he, he was at a level mm. he didn't need like four or five games of a run up to, to get in I always felt like we've got with Matt with Gomez rather that he, he needs like a, a few games before he's anywhere near it and he's just not going to get it so yeah listen I think if Liverpool didn't have so much to do up at this end of the pitch there's a, there's an argument say so you sell both Matip and Gomez and you're trying to find two more mm. if, but again you you that's like, you know, you're, you're replacing the leaky tap when there's a hole in the roof. You know, get, get the hole in the roof fixed first and then you can... That's, that's, that's what my... What, what are yeah. your thoughts on, it, on on those in general? Yeah, no, I, I agree with you, sadly. I think it's frustrating watching him because he's... I think he's got a lot of the natural perks you need to be a really good centre-half. He's he, Like, he's rapid. He's a decent height. He's not, like, massive Canate-level height, but he's, like, six, six, foot, yeah. six foot one or something like that, maybe. He is... He was or is whatever you want, good on the ball yeah. in terms of punching the ball through the lines every now and then and stuff like that. I've seen videos of him like 1v1 in Liverpool training with like Diaz and Salah and he just, he takes the ball off them pretty cleanly and that. But out of nowhere, I think over time, he's A, lost a lot of confidence. That's the one, yeah. Possibly because he suffered a massive injury and then he comes back and he sees Canate stood there as his competition to get back on the team. Uh, that's a massive drop in confidence. And... B, possibly on the back of the confidence drop, I think he's developed a bit of a Lovren tendency to, out of nowhere, shoot himself in the foot. Be a bit erratic, yeah. Yeah, when it looks like he's doing well, he'll just be... We had players like that. We had like we had Lovren who did it, Mignolet did it. Just players who, out of nowhere, would be having a good game and they'd just cost you the match in an instance because they'd fall over or, they'd, <laughs> yeah. you know, something mad like that. And he's, he's suddenly become error-prone. Yeah. Never was, though. So... It's a shame. I don't know if it's recoverable. Klopp will know more about that than I will, but I, I really want him to do well, but every show on the sea, it's just a bit more... It's just like another nail in the coffin. Yeah, again, it, it's, it, it's one of the reasons, again, going back and the matter thing was why we're having this conversation because the, the lad who's in the first 11 signed, it's, it's, and we, yeah. we, said, we spoke about this with, with Robertson on last week's show. I'm absolutely fine with Andy Robbo, but I'm not quite sure I'm not fine with Simicast. I actually feel even stronger on this side. I'm less sure about, especially, yeah, Gomez. Matip is more... If, if Gomez was to start 10 Premier League games a season, how would you feel about that? Not great. You still feel like <sighs> uneasy with that, yeah? Because if you feel uneasy with that, you've got to go. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's my point. I, yeah, I, you yeah, know yeah. what, honestly, I'm not, again, and this might be just be recency bias, because if he got his confidence back, I'd have no problem with it, but he looks like, he looks lost. Yeah. And he, he looks like a lad who could just do with the move hmm. and get himself maybe less pressure on him or something. And by all accounts, like, you mentioned like you hear reports from like he, he balls out in training or something but like sometimes that's even worse like mm. it's, you know when you're a training ground player yeah. I hope he isn't that and I, I hope he's recoverable and like I say my gut feeling if I'm honest with Josh and I might be proven wrong I don't think Liverpool are going to be doing this I think they might go with one more year with what they've got yeah I do um, I do yeah but Gomez like I thought it was telling that Southampton like, he should have been that he should that should have been him he should have been given that and maybe he wasn't trusted or whatever I don't know maybe he, just, he didn't fancy the idea of Matt being on his own in the middle but Gomez has got the pace. He's actually good enough in the air. He's, he's better on the ball than Canate, I think, if truth be told. 
he should be the backup, but yeah, it doesn't look like he's trusted to be it, which is why we're looking at some of these names. But, but looking at some of these names, I probably have to go Gomez. You know what I mean? That, exactly. that's, you know what I mean? Exactly. That's, that's 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 it, mate. Yeah, a lot of these names, it wouldn't be worth going to the trouble of selling Gomez and getting this player in when they're just roughly the same levels. Yeah. And you could argue, actually, to be honest, if Gomez rediscovers who he is, he's better than a lot of these lads. Yeah, he's just not now for whatever reason. Yeah. But um. Yeah, the next lad is another Leverkusen player uh, under Javi Alonso, Edmund Tapsoba. Um, good player, to be honest. Really physical, good 1v1, pretty quick, good on the ball. Um, I first came across him when I was watching the Bundesliga every week during COVID, when the Bundesliga was the only football getting played. I remember it well, I spent a lot of money on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember watching him and thinking, why have I not heard much about this lad? He's a good player, isn't he? But, he, you know, he hasn't got his move yet. I think he's got a little bit less less time on his deal now. Maybe a move's going to come soon. Um, but I don't know really how he's developed in recent like yeah. 12 months. Like, I don't know what a season's been like, really. But he's an interesting profile anyway. Um, there's a lad called Jean-Claire Tadebo as well, who is, I think he's at Nice at the minute, same place as Churam, who we're getting linked with. Um, they're not having a good time at the minute, Nice. Um, I think the, the current owner is... Not lost interest, but I think he's moving towards Man United, obviously. So I think there's talk of some kind of like sale thing going on there, which they lose the two biggest prospects, I essentially, and one of them's Tadebo, the other one's Chiram. Um, good, well-rounded centre back, really. Um, right foot, a decent player, good age, but at his peak and at Joe Gomez's peak, probably similar level to be honest. I don't think he's massive either, like Canate or or Virgil or whatever. And the last one that I've got is is just Nikola Milenkovic, who plays for Fiorentina. Uh, he is massive, to be fair to him. I think he's about 6'4", something like that. Really good in the air. Um, West Ham were linked with him when he got Kurt Zuma. He was kind of their alternative. and He is a, a decent player. I think he's about 25 now. Um, I don't know if he's that great on the ball in comparison to some of the names that I've mentioned. And I would have some reservations there where he's... He's close enough to to make the list, I suppose. But yeah. overall, it's just it's not a great list, essentially. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Mate. So I've got two questions. I'll ask you for your ideal targets in a moment. How many of those would you say we're going to sell Joe Gomez and we're going to buy one of those? Would you be like, right, that's worth, that's even worth doing? Because I'm I'm looking at it now and I'm maybe thinking three, three, the top three. Yeah, Kim. Timber and Kunde, would you yeah. would you go along with yeah, that? Yeah, I agree with you, mate. And even then, I'm not, I'm not sure about Timber. Who knows? I open, if he does sound open wrong, but who would your ideal one be? Would it still be Kim? Um, I do like the idea of Jules Kunde doing it. Yeah. Um, probably Kim or Kunde. Yeah. Timber, I agree with you. I think he'd upgrade us on the ball, and maybe he would be a bit Lisandro Martinez in the sense that he is so good upstairs that he's that his physicality doesn't become a concern, maybe, but I do. I've always liked that Liverpool centre backs are so dominant one v one, and you can put them against anyone, Vinicius, Mbappe, or whatever, and they'll they'll give it a good go and win fifty fifty out of battle. So Timber maybe doesn't have that element to his game. So probably lean towards Kim or Kunde, yeah. But overall, I probably can't see us getting any of them. Yeah, fair enough. Like, like, like I say, it, 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 it's it's been exciting to show actually when you're moaning about things. It's like, well, you know, what's the alternative? I used to say this, yeah, and um, yeah. there were times I said this about Simon Mignolet at times. I was like, yeah, he, I, we could do with an upgrade, but who's gettable? Who's, who's definitely just definitely better than him? 
and it took Liverpool a long time before they were able to get one. Yeah. There's Allison, you know what I mean? Because yeah. he was. It was like, well, we'll sell him and we'll bring him in. It was like, well, it's kind of a wash, you know what I mean? Yeah. And maybe better the devil, you know. They tried it, but of course, with carriers and it didn't work out. And then all of a sudden, Allison comes in and goes sound. I actually thought this a little bit at the time with Brendan as a manager. I was like. Why would you sack him? He was available. And then the second Klopp and Ancelotti became like sound, yeah. yeah, sound, you know yeah. What I mean? And some, and sometimes it's, sometimes there is a little bit too. It's like yeah. it's all well and good. What and change, what and change, what and change. But like there's got to be something out clearly obvious out there better than him before you bother. Otherwise, yeah, otherwise yeah. you're kind of just wasting your time. So I'm with you. I think we've proven it. If Liverpool are in the market for a right side and centre back, it's not going to be easy. Um let us know in the comment section if you're watching on YouTube or indeed tweet us on the socials at the Red Men TV or at Distance Covered and at Distance Covered rather get us both involved. Let us know which of those names you would most like Liverpool to sign this summer. If you do, go and sign a right side, the centre-back or do you think you ought to better off keeping it as they are? If you haven't already, like I mentioned at the top of the show, there are three previous episodes. We've looked at number eight in episode one, defensive midfielders in episode two, left-backs in episode three and this is the final part of the series uh, looking at these right side, the centre-halves. By the way, if you want even more deep dive stuff, Go to redmenplus.com. You sign up as a yearly or monthly subscriber. You can go back and watch the entire back catalogue of Josh and Chris. Um, most of it is timeless. There's a couple of ones that you're probably match-specific, but I'd say 80% of them are ones that you could watch or listen to at any time. So I do recommend you go and check that one out. Um, Josh, thanks for joining me for the series. I've really enjoyed it. I think we've... Uh, I think we've... we've give your, If Jorg's watching, I think we've given <laughs> a, a long list of names that he probably already knows yeah. <laughs> but if he doesn't I'm sure he can do some Google so thanks very much mate it's been an absolute pleasure yeah no worries mate thanks all you guys for watching or listening to the deep dive here on Red Men TV we'll see you all soon have you had a chance to watch episode one of Bobby Firmino best in the world our brand new documentary series if you haven't check out episode one right now on YouTube and if you want to watch the full series head to redmenplus.com episode two Episode 3 and full interviews with all of the incredible contributors, including Liverpool skipper Jordan Henderson. It will be there for you. Go over, fill your summer with Bobby Happiness, with Bobby Firmino, Best in the World, our exclusive documentary series.